0: Welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast, guys. I am so excited to introduce this week's guest. But first, I just want to update you on a couple of new things that we've got going on. So now you can become a member of the Writer's Advice Podcast through Patreon. So that means that you get the podcast long before everyone else. You get the full video podcast as well. And you get to know what guests and what new authors we've got coming up and submit your questions to them as well as recommending guests that you want to hear from as well. We also have a book club over on Patreon, which is very, very exciting. So that means that you can get books sent to your door and you can also be invited to a private um, Zoom meeting with our authors of the books that we choose each month. So that is very, very, very exciting. Um, you can head to Olivia.com, sorry oliviahilliard.com to learn more about that. Or you can just go patreon.com slash writer's advice podcast. If you have any other questions, you can find me at Olivia Hillier, author on all social media platforms. Love to have a chat. Um, I think that's all I've got to update you on. If you love this episode, please share it with your friends, all your writing friends, all your reading friends. And without further ado, here is this week's guest Writer's advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration Welcome back, listeners. I am very excited because today I am joined with Bronwyn Birdsell, who is hot on the launch of her brand new book, Time and Tide in Yevo I said that right, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I was pronouncing that right as well. Welcome for, well, thank you for joining us and welcome, Bronwyn.
1: I'm so excited. I, I was just saying this is my favorite stuff
0: to talk about. You can like go on for, I, I honestly, sometimes I hate cutting these conversations because I feel like I could go on and go on for hours but I am going to start with a question that I always start with and that is when did you first know that you were a writer?
1: Oh I actually have, um, I can actually tell you the moment that I knew I was a writer which is kind of a good thing. So in my like, so growing up probably like a lot of listeners I always loved stories, I always loved reading, I mean I was always kind of maybe writing little things and just kind of keeping a journal. Um, and I went to uni, I studied film and I was really passionate about film and I even was like flirting with acting a bit and I'd taken these acting classes and um, my friend sent me a documentary. I think it must've been on VHS. Like that's it, cause that's like around the time I was at uni and it was a documentary about Dennis Hopper, the actor. Yeah. And he was so yeah. passionate and so hardcore about acting. And there was a scene in it where he had a group of young actors all around my age. And he was saying to them, you've got to want to act so much that if you can't, if someone said to you, you can't act, you would just die. And as I watched it, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like that about acting at all. But I was thinking about my life and like, how, where in my life did I feel like that? And I was like, oh, if someone took writing away from me and it was like this, you know, like a um, in a romantic comedy, it'd be the moment where you realise the person um, that you've been avoiding is the one you're in love with. Okay. And that was kind of like, that was my moment. I was like, oh, oh no, like, that's my thing. Like, that's the. I love that. Yeah.
0: And were you doing like screenwriting when you were studying film? film as yeah. Well? Like-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing screenwriting. I was, I'd been quite involved in theatre as a teenager, and um, you know, Australian theatre for young people in Sydney, and um, I just think I thought my my creative self was sort of more in in that realm, mm-hmm. but I was already by that point like writing, like I think I'd already done the Artist Way with Julia Cameron. Do you know that book? Yes, yeah, I, so I was already doing the wow. Morning Pages. Um, you know, it was already kind of. Uh, a big part of my life.
0: Yeah, writing. I I love that you brought up the artist way too, and I I will ask for your book recommendations later on. But no one's like, actually yeah. I don't think that's been mentioned yet, and I think it's oh. such a maybe it has people's usual book is Big Magic by by Elizabeth Gilbert. Everyone raves about that, but I yeah, the artist way is something just I absolutely recommend. But when you got to that moment of like, wow, this is this is my thing. How did what was the journey from there to yeah
1: writing novels um it's yeah that's probably like a good hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um in a condensed so, version <laughs> yeah a condensed version. I think so I I think I kind of think of writing in like two ways so I have like my personal writing which is probably more like you know the morning pages that and then I have my more kind of creative writing which is more I guess in the end something that you hope someone else will read right if that was the differentiation so like morning pages is just like a given like that plods along every day right that's the thing I've always done um but in terms of like creative pieces I think I mean it's weird I think I just kept trying for like I'm now 39 so like it's it's quite a, a long journey and so I I think I just wanted to be good at it I think this was the thing I did a lot I wrote so many short stories that I never submitted anywhere um I lived overseas for many years and the same thing I was sort of just always trying and trying it out but kind of also realizing like do you know that theory about the gap between your taste and your skill this is great Um, please go into that I haven't I haven't yeah, I haven't heard of this. <laughs> I think it's Ira Glass, but um, yeah, I think it is him. He's the guy who hosts This American Life. He had this thing about, um, I wish I knew the quote exactly, but it's basically, don't be intimidated by the fact that you're, you know, when you're writing something and you know it's not working or whatever creative act, and then there's a big gap between your taste, like the things that you look at and think, wow, that's great, and your ability. Like, don't, don't be discouraged by that gap. Yep. Because, you know, you, you have, it's a craft, mm-hmm. you, you work up to it. Um, and I think there's a moment I imagine most writers have where, especially if you've got a really good idea and then you write it down and what's on the page doesn't reflect what's in your head. Right. There's that. And I guess I spent a lot of time just, just working at it, just yeah. learning Um kind of giving I I tried it like nowadays I keep things my drafts not private but like I'll keep them to myself and I'll work at it like I think I know what I'm doing a bit more but I used to share it a lot more with my friends and you know try to get feedback and
0: yeah yeah I want to dive into that too because you've worked with a lot of different writer centers and I want to say you've had mentors and things like that as well how have you gone with that and where do you learn the best feedback to take on as opposed to not because I think writer centers and mentors are amazing when you're in the industry and you want to be able to share things with friends. But sometimes if they're you know you might not get the feedback
1: the best oh. feedback in that in that position as well. Yeah and I think even with like professional readers, mm-hmm. you know, you might not it's um like I did a program called Hard Copy with the ACT writer center which was a professional development program for unpublished writers or Early career writers, something like that. And at the end of that program, we met with nine industry professionals who gave us feedback on our about 30 pages of our, our work. And uh, this is incredibly generous of them, like it was a really, it was a really positive experience. But every person had a different and probably often contradictory perspective to the next. And it was such an eye-opener in, which isn't exactly answering your question, but like it was such an eye-opener into remembering that like when you're in the process of sending out like when you get to that point where you're sending out your manuscript like you might have two like if I had only listened to the say two people of that group who weren't as into my work I might have thought oh well that's it you know like yeah. as in but, yeah. but the fact I spoke to nine meant I had so many different like it's so subjective yeah Um. But more more to answer your question, I would say I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned is about knowing when to give your piece of writing to who. So, like, I have one really close friend, which is my friend from high school. She will read my stuff and say, it's amazing, keep going. You know, and sometimes you need the friend that just says, like, just keep at it, go. And then sometimes you need the person... You've done everything you can. You need someone who'll say, "Well, this bit doesn't work." But you, if you get that person too soon, it can crush the. Yeah, you know. yeah,
0: absolutely. And you've you've learned to find the balance between where to go when. But yeah, you're right. It's, it can be an absolute journey in the craft of it. What has mentoring um, done for you? Yeah, done for you in the in the process. What's been the biggest takeaways? Um,
1: so I think the the thing about mentoring mostly it's been unofficial I think no I've had I did have a mentorship actually Byron Writers Festival some time ago it's it's also just the the feeling of having someone invested in your work Mm. and having someone that's saying to you okay your voice you have a voice um let's see how it develops let's see how it grows um and especially if it's someone who you really respect their work like that can be a powerful um sort of a especially from a long-term perspective because you're sort of uh like I have one friend so it's not an official mentor but who I did a mentorship with in the sense of we were both peers like we were the same yeah. um group and he once we had a coffee and he just really helped me figure out my sentences like some and just you know like I think mentoring can be as simple as that like you know, I was just overriding a little bit. And he said, Oh, you can cut all of this. Yeah. And see, yeah. that's a really powerful mentorship experience.
0: Yeah. it's not
1: necessarily like a.
0: Yeah. Okay. And it's those little things that you can't pick up, always pick up in yourself until someone else reads it. And then you're like, Oh, and then, then you can't unsee it as soon as you, as soon as you start <laughs> yeah. to see it that way, which is, which is super beneficial. Um, so yeah, how many how many books have you written? Was time um, Was Time and Tide your first initial novel? And yeah, what was your what was your journey of that? And another question, another side question yeah. on that: What made you want to run with this story? Well, you know, I'm sure being a yeah, creative, yeah. you have thousands of different ideas <laughs> of where to go, and it's like, no, I, I'm really going to run with this one.
1: Um, so I did work for a long time on sort of a memoir or like narrative. Nonfiction, they call it. So it wasn't like a straight memoir about um about when I did live in Sarajevo, in the capital of Bosnia and Herzegovina, and I mean I tried and tried to make it work, and at some point I realized it wasn't working. Um, so I would probably call that the first book I wrote because I didn't yeah. reach you know and um manuscript length and things yeah. like that. Um, and then but I never really admitted to myself it wasn't working (laughs) Um, but I have this like very clear memory of sitting in a cafe doing my morning pages before work early in the morning and I just had this idea of these two characters and they sort of just but it just sort of like I think I was sort of very early like half awake almost having my coffee and only as I was like writing the scene, I realised, I'm like, hang on, this isn't true, like the, one of the characters was a politician, and the other character was kind of theoretically me, but I was, but she wasn't reacting the way I was, and then I was like, oh no, this isn't memoir, like this isn't for my book, you know, the book I was working and working, and working at, and then kind of as this thing, like by the time I was running for the bus, I was like, oh my god, I'm writing fiction, you know, <laughs> and, and really like, the thing is I you know this idea of like you can only see as far as your headlights will go at night. So I think I was just kind of following that story for a while because I was really there was a few things in it that were just really interesting and a bit exciting and like a bit of mystery for me as well like how do these people relate to each other what is yeah. kind of the mystery here. And then the plot of the story came very quickly like I kind of figured it out and then it was like a puzzle to solve. So I what I'm Saying is that like, it was a bit like that. I, I like the idea of the headlights. You know, like I was just kind of going, going forward, going forward, and then it was maybe a month or two into it, and you don't realize it's going to take you. I think it took me four years to write, or four years until it was signed, because then I, of course, did much more work on it with my editor. But I didn't know it would take that long, obviously. But um, the whole way through it was just sort of a curiosity about my characters and about the situations they were in and also yeah. about kind of so i i think all that work on that call it a memoir was like the preparation for that
0: yeah um,
1: it was my first novel yeah i had um tried very hard to make something else work before then
0: yeah i love that and so I, I just took two things from that. I would say are you very character driven? Would you say that, that like characters are what presents to you first or Well sort of like I it's a,
1: I think so. Like I think in this case it was, but then my it was the characters and then the situation they were in. Like yeah. that's it was very intertwined. And in some ways, even though my book is kind of thought of as literary, it's it's got a pretty it's plot. Like it's mm, a very yeah. plotty book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Yes, I think characters in the sense of I was really intrigued by them, but it's also like they just appeared on the page fully formed. That's how I felt with them. Like I felt with most of the characters, and then it's like in relationship to each other, it's like then it was just a bit of a mystery to me as well.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: just, just letting it, it unfold. Out. That is the I think
0: that's the absolute beauty of writing, and also putting some putting two characters into kind of a scene that you've well you've, you've experienced in a way I yes. guess that of what it was when it started off with memoir that's um that's incredible just for um the listeners do you want to give a little bit of a, a sneak peek or a little synopsis oh, yeah. yeah and a synopsis of it
1: yeah yeah um so it is a book about a young Australian living overseas teaching English and the book actually only lasts a couple of days so it's about three and a half days in her life and it we follow her as she sort of faces this impossible decision and it's one that's going to put both her students ambitions and her friendships at risk so that's the sort of plot um, teaser and I always think the book though is about the question like how do we go on in a world that feels beyond repair like that's mm-hmm. the question of the book mm-hmm. and also like how do we become adults like this she's in this moment of grappling with adulthood Hmm. Um, so that's a sort of summary
0: yeah that's exciting and yeah I'm I can't wait till everyone gets their hands on this it's um it's a really 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 beautiful book now what is it how have you are you continuing to write other books now is have you got other stories that you're you're pondering and um are you finding the inspiration kind of the same by like real world scenarios or
1: um so I heard really good advice um, while I was in the process of uh, waiting to hear if my book was going to be signed, um, I think it was Charlotte Wood said, I heard on a podcast say, "Start your next book like mm-hmm. that it's really important. Um, don't wait around. like keep keep moving, keep mm-hmm. having something to go on to. Um, so in because publishing moves slowly. As well, and yeah. so I think it's really important to have that um, advice shared because I really, it really meant that I did get on with my next book. So now, I've now got a, I'm probably on the second draft, I guess you'd say. Um, it is still sort of um, inspired by experiences I've had. Like it's about these three generations of women in Sydney, which is where I grew up. Yeah, and it's this idea that there, there's like friendships in each generation. And there's a house that like ties everything together. And it's but it's really interesting because as I said, the first book is set over three, three and a half days. And this book is like closer to a century, you know. Oh I wow. Know yeah, all oh, yeah,
0: generations. <laughs> <That's>...
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the other extreme. Um and it's interesting because, you know, like as writers, we talk a lot about um habits and practices, and and I think when I finished um, Time and Tide at least before the editing process I was so clear on what my habits and practices were but it has changed in the second book mm. and some of my friends who I don't know if you've found this some of my friends who have published you know four or five six books say that every book you kind of need to become the writer that the book needs and I'm really finding that with the second
0: Yeah. Um, the way you said I haven't heard it said exactly like that before but I have heard people say you need to be okay with change well yeah I feel it too (laughs) you need to be okay with changing yourself for yeah whatever the scenario or whatever your next book is because it is going to be you are tapping into different parts of your creativity I guess as well so yeah what have you noticed most changed the most within your routine between Um, both books
1: I think this book is requiring more um, patience and um like I said like also the first I think now also I know that I have the ability to write a book right so there is an element of um confidence that maybe I didn't have with the first but as I said the first I really felt like I was almost running after it you know it was almost like And it's interesting because the book has a lot of pace. I was going to say the pace of that, you would be like, yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's appropriate. Maybe the form matches the content. But um, this one is a bit more, so I have my morning pages. I usually write around four to six pages in the morning of fiction, which is something... I think I heard Jennifer Egan, the writer, say that's what yeah. she does. And I just thought, oh, that would work. <laughs> it does work for me. Um, but in terms of, like, now, like, crafting it, mm. as I said, it's more complex in terms of time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, like, uh, like things are being revealed more slowly is what I'm trying yes. to say. Yeah. So, so That's what I mean by patience. It's, like, I'm sort of sitting with it a bit more probably – you know, going more for walks and like just living my normal everyday life, and then things coming. Just you know, you're doing something else. Yeah, the impression comes. It's more of that kind of experience, so maybe a bit slower. Um, yeah, that's
0: beautiful, though. I love how things come through like that. It's like they're the they're the downloads that you're meant to write and the ones that you're meant to get, rather than, you know, constantly always forcing forcing the next thing out so I think um I think that's really beautiful with um yeah do you have anything particularly in your routine other than the morning pages when it comes to writing is there anything that you're like this is this works best for me or your structure essentially
1: um I just think that uh the internet and phones are just not your friend writing um (laughs) although again that's me like that you yeah other people might have more self-discipline than I do. But I just think, like, you know, multinationals have spent billions, probably trillions of dollars making us um, captivated by social media apps. Like, it's not a reflection on, on us individually that we get caught up in it. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's just, like, that's what they are. So so what I'm trying to say is that for me, I can't have my phone in the room, mm-hmm. if, especially for those, that kind of really... Um, elemental download of the story, as you said. Like the because um it's so it's almost like because you it's like you're about to jump in the ocean or something and then you think, oh hang on, is it so-and-so's birthday? Or like <laughs> if my phone's there, or I'll be like, oh, I have to like, you know, the most important thing will But if even if my phone is just somewhere else in the room, it it's okay. Like somehow it's just I like so that's really important and even when I'm um, if I'm so I write by hand so but if I am editing on the computer sometimes I even unplug the modem or disconnect from the internet um just to give you that like bubble feeling sorry I um, want to stop you for a second do you yeah. say you
0: write do you say you write by hand I do. Really? So you're, you're wow. This is amazing. I love this. I haven't heard this yet. So well, yeah. I've heard. I've Not no one I've specifically spoken to. So your first I'm initial the, draft will be by hand.
1: Yeah, on the other side of my room, I can see because I just pulled out all my note. I've got the whole first draft. Of wow. Is in, in yep. like hundred notebooks. Um. Yeah. First, be I think it's probably out of that practice of those morning pages. Yeah. And. Possibly because I don't have because um, 'cause I'm distractible on the computer, perhaps, yep. um, but I find it really um I really like the sort of uh generative writing, yeah type. so it's like, and it also kind of I think gives you the feeling that um it doesn't quite count, I mean that in a positive way, like as in you're just you're just playing, yeah you
0: know? that's a really good way to I think, think, think that, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a free flow I guess too because I think I mean you hear all this stuff of like oh I'll get this many words out a day this many words out a day but if you're so focused on that it can take no. you away from the story and what you're actually trying to create. So when you write your first draft are you editing on what, when you've physically wrote it as well or do you, will you type it up after that and that's kind of an edit for you or um, with the with
1: both the first and second books I wrote I wrote the whole thing by hand. And then typing it was like the next draft. Yeah. Um, and also, I have worked as an editor and proofreader, so I wonder because that part of my brain is really honed. Maybe it's also that I'm saying the handwriting is really good to to stop that kicking in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Um, I wish I could get. I wish I could get more used. Like I'm definitely a journaler, but whenever yeah. I have an, an actual idea. I, I'll even put it in my notes on my phone on my on my computer rather than journal it maybe because I'm I do not know I'm scared of losing it or something I don't know. but I love that I think too it would I, I think even I'm just thinking of the brain process of physically writing something yeah. down and the craft of it yeah, yeah that's amazing um now I do want to oh first we spoke about morning pages and um the artist's way is there any other books or any other recommendations that you have for
1: up-and-coming writers oh so many <laughs> I'm to think of a good one I have listened to some of your episodes so I'm trying to think of ones people haven't said um I think it's like there are certain books for certain phases um I found um the emotional craft of fiction by Donald Mars oh nice really, really, really I've got it here really yep. profound. In, um, in my, I did a structural edit. So the subheading of that is how to write the story beneath the surface. Mm. And it really helped, um, it really helped just like bring forward things that I thought were obvious to a reader. Like, and it's really, it's t- so thin, but it's so practical. Um, and it's got so many um, exercises in it. But that's probably good for when you have a full manuscript yeah. and you're looking to like, you know, elevate it to that next level. Um, I really love uh, this recent book by George Saunders called A Swim in the Pond by the Rain. Have you heard, I haven't heard that? I haven't heard that one. I need to get these copies beautiful. myself. <laughs> That's beautiful. a gorgeous cover. <laughs> yeah, he is a um, wonderful writer, obviously, but he's also a lecturer at Syracuse University, I think, in yep. the state. And um, basically it's structured like, as if you were in his class and he goes through these Russian short stories and then pulls them apart, but uses them to make just, it's its very uh, technical, but he, sorry, he uses it to make really um, kind of profound points. Like one of my favorite bits in that book, he he says, basically, you need to make your writing as George as it can be, as Bromwin as Olivia, as it can be. And it's such a nice thing to come back to and yeah. Yeah. Like finding your voice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, your job is not to make it as good as it can be. Your job is to make it as you, as it can be.
0: I love that. I, I want to ask a question around this. When it comes to your voice, especially when it comes to you're learning so many things about craft and and how you said taking on feedback and you have all these different views, how did you learn to keep your own voice in that what did you take on to be like no this is definitely what I need to keep and this is this is what makes me different essentially is it Mm. for yeah
1: um yeah it's really important I'm just thinking about um I do have a post-it note on my desk which says um be honest not perfect oh I love that and what I mean the reason to answer this question is like because then you tap into like what's what's my version of this story so you and I could tell the same story of course but in if if you and I were even to discuss like how our conversation went I'm sure it'd both be positive but like we'd have our own perspectives right yeah I think yeah but I don't know if that answers your question because I also think it's really important to be able to take feedback on yeah and filter feedback yeah um but also not lose your voice, right? This is, yeah. it is a balance. I think I heard, Um, I think it was James Bradley, the writer, tell a story about getting feedback. And it was um, one person said something was too short and one person said something was too long, something like this. And the the lesson he took from that, or oh, sorry, the, the message he took from that was, oh, I just need, I need to do something with it. Like it this thing needs to be fixed. So so he, I think what he was trying to say was like listen to the what, not the how. Yeah. That's yeah. something I've got to hold on to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like listen, listen to where people are coming from and you can see okay there is something that needs to change and that's how you can put your own voice to it because you you will start to pick up things and you put your yeah Yeah. (laughs) and put your own way into it oh that's so great do you have any last words of advice for any up-and-coming writers that you'd love to to pass on
1: um well yeah honest not perfect I think is the thing I always say that yeah say to myself um and beyond that I would say actually to find community in some way I know that you've started a, a group and a Facebook group I think and I think um, one thing that I found just is like the unexpected bonus of writing is the incredible friends that I've made and we don't actually share our work that much Um, but that's sort of like camaraderie and um, you know sharing these ideas like saying I've got this feedback from someone what do you think of it it's almost like you become like it's people who understand the process you're in Mm -hmm. without necessarily being the people who will tell you what you need to do or I mean who can do that if you need it but I think often like in writing classes there's a big emphasis on like giving feedback on each other's work but actually you know with that what and how thing it's like your friends are kind of your support network and I think given that writing is such like an emotional and intellectual feat, like you need people who will be along the ride with you. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. And it's right. It's just
0: having those people that understand the journey, because it it is a very long journey that a lot of people, if you're not going through it or going through or trying to create something, you know, creative in that sort of realm to have those people that that I understand, even diving into that brain state, and, and, and the, you know when you get a download while you're doing the washing and you need to go and write it down, I think that's um, it's very super important. So yes, thank you so much for joining us today, Ronald. Honestly, oh. I've had the most beautiful chat. And time and tide, time and tide in Sarajevo is out now, and everyone can get it in all good bookstores. But where can we all get in contact with you?
1: Um, so I'm on Instagram. It's just at my name with a dot perfect. um and I also actually have redone my website and I've put some like resources of all the books I love for writers it's just my name perfect com. awesome
0: and I'm very excited to hear about this next book too I know it's a process no pressure but I am very excited to hear already hear about the next one <laughs> thank you so much Rodward.
1: thank you so much it's been wonderful
0: Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. If you loved this, please share it with your friends who you also think would really enjoy and really benefit from all the inspiration that was in this episode, or give us a five-star review on your favorite listening app on where you found us. It really helps us share with more people, more writers, more authors, and share these authors' incredible stories. So thanks, guys. And until next time, I will chat to you then.